Hey guys, welcome. I just wanted to record a quick service here. We're going to be gone this weekend. And so uh, uh, really just kind of carrying on what I've been sharing before, but I was just having lunch with my friend, King David, David Wilbanks. And and uh, as I was sharing with a couple of groups that I did some podcasts for this week, this is a test for me as well as for you. It's it. I asked them this and uh, uh, I said, you know, if a, if a single mom comes to you with stage four cancer, can you give her assurance that everything's going to be okay? And uh, <laughs> it got a little testy because uh, not with David, with, I was going to share uh, uh, this guy came and he was kind of like, Oh, we have 56 campuses. And uh, I said, let me ask you the question. I asked him the question. If a single mom comes to you with stage four cancer, can you give her assurance that everything's going to be okay? And they gave me all the religious answers. Oh, well, you know, God works mysteriously. So absolutely no assurance. And I said to him, I said, I know you've got 56 ways of doing it wrong then. For 40 years, you've spent in religion. You've spent uh, learning about God versus Christ in you. And uh, I'm trying to get people to come alive to Christ. And Christians, if they actually believed in Christ, it would blow their mind. It would change their world if they actually started to believe in Christ. Because what is Christ? Christ is the literal anointing of God. And so I'm going to kind of walk you through, uh, can we get assurance? And you can, I think I'll title this, um, uh, freeing yourself from <clears throat> reason and reality, where the natural man is trapped by reason and reality. And that includes most Christians. They see the world and they react versus realizing that, oh, Christ in me, the spirit of God, literally is the thing that shapes and molds my world. So if I don't like the, the clay, like we've been talking about, I can simply go within the potter's house, which is your imagination. Isaiah talks about the Lord our father and the potter, which is imagination, which is Yatsar, which is Yad, the, the strength of God. Zod is the harvest or the fish hook that draws the harvest from the mind. It says, as you imagine, it's literally this, the literal power of God bringing those images into your mind, into physical reality. That's really what their imagination was. And they equated it to the potter and they equated it to the father. Well, when we read the New Testament, they, they teach us how to interpret these scriptures. The, the New Testament is really the fruit of all these Old Testament stories, where Hebrews 10 says, these Old Testament stories are not the real thing. They're stories of good things to come that are all going to happen to every one of you. But boy, you try to get a Christian to believe that those aren't real stories, even though their Bible says they're, they're, they're not the real thing. It says the real thing is something that happens to you, the real temple of God. And so we're going to talk about that. Can you take anything? Can you... Can you shape and mold any physical reality with Christ in you? I think you can. And probably the best way to, to go through this is, let me just give you a couple of testimonies, then we'll go through the scriptures that show you exactly what that is. So anyway, um, this is a great one. This is from Patricia in, in uh, British Columbia. And so I shared this the other night on one of the podcasts I was doing. It says, uh, for several years, my husband and I have been listening to messages of hope and an indescribable love of our God. Our lives have been completely transformed with joy, praise, and gratitude. Well, that's good. That's a, that's what we should be doing, right? And so she says, uh, this has got a couple of prayer requests in there that will help you take care of, Patricia. This is the best is yet to come. But I want to share the, the testimony part of this. I've battled serious rheumatoid arthritis for eight years. The, auto, the autoimmune disease had led to many deformities. I was prescribed nine powerful drugs over the years, which did nothing for my disease. Several of these drugs left some permanent side effects. My lab results in June were so extremely discouraging and they painted a picture of a seriously ill person without hope. So this is June, guys. This is only a couple months ago. I started to pray as you taught. 
my lab report this month was so unbelievably good that I thought I had someone else's. So June, July, August, two months, a perfect report. Only God could have done this. <clears throat> I was still dealing with some deformities and appreciate your prayer, which well, I'll do. Uh, I've not driven for eight years due to serious illness. I began to picture in my mind every step to driving. So this is it, guys. These two, this the creative mind of God, which is the mind of Christ, the, the anointed mind. When we image things, it literally is bringing those into physical reality. It really is that simple, guys. And I'll show you scripture says that. <clears throat> so what did she start to do? She started to see herself drive. Now listen how detailed she gets, which I love. She's doing all this in her imagination. Open the door of your SUV. I opened the door with my SUV, which I'd never driven. I, I got into the vehicle. So she's, I pushed the start button. So she's literally pushing the start button in her imagination. She could feel the, the, the button with her finger as she touches it. I want people to get this specific. You can feel yourself turning the key or the button, whatever kind of car you have. And you feel that as you open the door, you can feel the, the metal on your hand. You can hear the, the door shut behind you. You can sit into your seats, whether they're fabric or leather, where you can feel that. You try try engage as many senses as you can, knowing that this is the literal power of God. <clears throat> so it said, I pushed the start when I backed out of the parking stall. She's doing all this in her mind. One day, God said, you're ready to go. So I did. I drove as if I had never stopped. We are so deeply grateful for you and your ministry. So what did she do? In June, she gets a doctor's report. <coughs> Excuse me. That's She goes, what did she say? It painted a picture of somebody so seriously ill without hope. I began to pray as you taught. What do I teach? In your mind, which is the mind of Christ, which literally takes any, anything that you picture in your mind, and you're literally bringing those into physical creation as you think on them. And you, you enjoy it. You feel the sense as if it's already real. And in ways we know not how it comes to pass. That's Christ in you. And so two months later, my lab report this month was so unbelievably good that I thought I had someone else's results. A perfect report. Only God could have done this. Well, of course God did this, which is the potter, which is the Lord, which is the father. And you and the father are one. You're so inseparable, guys. You're one. And I think most Christians still have, even though we go, oh, yeah, 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 they give verbal uh, uh, agreement to, oh yeah, we're one. And the glory God gave Jesus, he gave to me. Do you believe it? If you're one, then you're one. You're not three who added themselves into one. That concept, you're one. Paul talks about it very clearly. Two have become one. I'm talking about you and God. Just like a marriage where two become one, you became one. So anyway, I still think when people pray, can God do this? They still have God somewhere out there. They still have Christ out there. They still have Jesus out there. And he goes, no, then you're one. So I'll read one more, which is great, because this is all this is. I shared this again the other night on, on the fellowship. But So this is from Celeste. Um, uh, such a great testimony. My husband, Michael, had a massive heart attack yesterday while deadlifting at the gym. The surgeon said he made it to the hospital just in time. I was almost a widow. I frantically emailed Mike and asked him to see with me Michael at home, healthy, working, and enjoying life. It was brief. Mike agreed with me. I knew that this prayer was going to be the test of all tests. Yes, I listen to Mike's messages all the time. And yes, I have prayed and imagined small things. But this was a massive, deadly heart attack. This is, this is, is anything physical, anything I, I dare to see. Does Christ in me, the mind of Christ, my heart and mind, literally have the power to, to shape and mold and transform any physical reality? 
It's a good, it's a good test right here. As, as she's saying, I went back into my mind and began seeing him at the gym, having a perfect workout coming home. Then I imagined I saw the doctor saying, there's no heart damage. This was a massive, but we fixed it. And he's good to go tomorrow. And I think about that, guys. That's pretty good. So today, after the test, the doctor just left the room. Are you ready for this? Big, ex- big exclamation points. There is no heart damage. He will be moved out of CCU this afternoon and probably go home tomorrow. About 10 exclamation points. I believe, I believe, I believe. Thank you for changing my entire life and saving my husband's. I didn't do it, Celeste. You just took hold of what was already in you. May blessing upon blessing shower down upon you and Barb and Freedom Ministries with gratitude. Those are great examples of what we did. Now, the scriptures say this. I say it absolutely does. And that's what all the stories are about. We're born into flesh. We all, we all have a fleshly birth. And the true new birth is not some mystical thing where God was outside of you and you said some magic words and he jumped into you. Because we've misinterpreted all the scriptures, we now have 40,000 denominations of how to get him in you. And he's been in you from the foundation of the world. You've been one from the foundation. But anyway, I digress. Don't, don't confuse me with the scriptures, right? Even though it says all that, we've created a theology that doesn't say that. So, all right, does it say this? Well, Hebrews 10, like I said, says all the Old Testament stories, all the scriptures are not the realities themselves. They're stories about good things to come. Think about that, guys. That's a whole nother talk. Everything that you saw death was a story about something good. So God's not out there running, killing people. He didn't kill anybody. These are all stories about putting down this fleshy man and realizing that the the spiritual man in you, the Jacob in you has complete authority, can supplant uh, Esau. Your spiritual part of you is coming alive where you can take anything in the physical and bring it under authority to you, which is how we're really designed. Now you've found it. Now you've found the secret, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So any of those Old Testament stories are not the reality. So I wanted to show you something really interesting. Um, and I'm going to share a screen so you guys can see uh, just the scriptures. I actually kind of like this where I can do it from home because I can share this. So here's the Exodus. Remember Hebrews 10. These are stories about good things to come, which they're all stories about you. So in this story in Exodus, they're talking about creating uh, the mercy seat and the holiest of holies. Well, we know that that is the mind of man today. Because it says uh, all these stories are about good things to come. And then it's really interesting is, is Paul says this. So any story about the temple, which we'll go back to, Paul says this in 2 Corinthians. Do you not know you yourselves are God's temple? So he's going, all those stories about the temple are really written about God's highest creation, you and I. And that God's spirit dwells in you. Hello. That's what he's talking about. You are the tabernacle of God. You are the skin tent that those stories talked about where the presence of God moved around with with the people as they wandered around. (laughs) Those were not stories of real things. If you're going to read your book, it says they're not the realities themselves. The real thing is faith, which is they're all stories about something that's going to happen in you. And the real temple is you. God's spirit dwells in you. So come on, guys. If all things are possible to God, then all things are possible to his spirit, which is one with you the same spirit. There's not two spirits. There's not opposing spirits that people, this dualism where there's a good spirit rattling the bad spirit. Anything negative in, in life, guys, is mankind because he gave us his kingdom. He gave us his royal rule and reign, misusing the talents God gave us. It's mankind themselves imagining things they don't want, and it comes to pass. Anything you see, 
because there's only one spirit. There's one body. There's one baptism. That's what, what Paul says. There's not Jew, Gentile, male, female. There's oneness. That spirit is eternal and it's one. And it's the same spirit that's in everybody and everything is connected. So anyway, let's go back to here. Let's go back to Exodus real quick. So it says, make two cherubim of hammered gold at the ends of the mercy seat. One cherub at one end, the other. And if you go look, study a little Jewish roots and Hebrew roots, they called these two cherubs in the temple creatures of imagination. Now think about that. Creatures that imagine. Hello. And then we get, oh, the most holiest of holies where the high priest would go in, where all the prayers were answered when he's face to face with God, even though nobody ever saw it is the story. The high priest would go in where nobody could see. But there, you're face-to-face with God himself, and every prayer is answered. We get the interpretation of it very simply in the New Testament, where it says, don't be like the, the hypocrites that think prayer is out here or something you do, or even tongues or anything like that, guys. It's inside you. It's something that nobody can see. And Jesus says, but you go within to the holiest of holies right up here. The Ark of the Covenant that's carried on the shoulders of men, you and I, is right here. These two cherubs, these two cerebrums, same root, I'll show you. That's where everything happens. And what you do within is what it says in that secret place that nobody can see. The entire world sees without. Why? Because the shaping spirit of what we do in our heart and mind, if we simply image it, the life we desire as if it's already real, it literally creates the images in our minds. Now, does it say this? I think it does. So let's go to cherubim. All right. This is... Uh, as you can see, I just went to Bible Hub, Karab, Karub, however you want to pronounce it, Karub. Four Hebrew letters, Kaf, Resh, <clears throat> Vav, Bet. Now, here's what's interesting. This is your concordance, probably in order of angelic beings, meaning we really don't know. Well, that's interesting. So then why do you act like you know? The Hebrews know. And I'm trying to tell you how simple this beautiful thing is. These two creatures of imagination, which is the two halves of your brain face-to-face mirroring each other. And what you do in that secret place, that holiest of holies, literally is the power of God bringing it to pass without your effort. And I want to show you how the Hebrews interpret this. So, kosh, resh, vav, bet. I want to show you koth. Now, I just went to hebrewsforchristians.com. You can see it right here. If you go to grammar, here's the mystery of koth. Now, you got to sift through this stuff because it's Hebrew for Christians, so they put their, their interpretation of separation and stuff in it. Um, but you can get the, the most part here. So mystery of Koth, Jewish mysticism. I, I don't even like that word because it makes it sound like, oh, they're mystics. Spiritual. The Jews who understood scripture was spiritual, just like the kingdom is spiritual. The two letters of the word Koth are the initial letters of the T Hebrew was Koach, potential, and Puel, actual. Koth enables the, the latent or latent hidden power. Doesn't this sound like the secret place? It's hidden where nobody can see, but everybody sees what you do in there, the hidden power of the spiritual, any potential. All things are possible to God. Take any potential, and it made actual in the physical. The literal meaning of a cough is palm. So you see the palm of a hand, right? Which is considered the location where the potential of Yod, which is the tenth letter in Hebrew, which is the finished work, it's the finished work of God or the power of God to do work, is actualized. Interesting, the gematria for the word yad is the same for letter kaf. For this reason, we bless children with the palms facing them, and we envision God as having his palms over us. For this image suggests the calling forth of the latent or hidden power of the spirit within for manifestation in their physical world. 
Now, here's what's so fascinating about this, guys. The scriptures clearly say, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the spirit realm, in the heavenlies, which is within you. So it all makes sense once you start reading the scriptures spiritually. So check this out again. So cough is the hidden power to take any potential in the spirit to be made in the physical. Now, guess what? These are the creatures of imagination. What, we, what do we do with our mind? We image things. We imagine things, which is the Father, which is Yahweh, which is our imagination, is what Isaiah says. So let's go back to this Karab, the holiest of holies. So this first letter is Kaf. The potential or the hidden power to take any possibility and bring it into physical reality within the mind of man inside the house. That's the two carobs. Do you guys get it? Now, let me just go back to here, where I, how I started off. If somebody comes to you, my husband just had a massive heart attack. I've got, had rheumatoid arthritis for eight years. I got a doctor's report where there's no hope. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is the hidden power within every one of us to take anything in the physical and bring it into what we want it, what we see and feel within our heart and mind. It is that simple. So what I asked where it kind of got a little heated, where I said, all you've done has been religion for 40 years. If you can't tell that single mom with stage four cancer that you know what to do and you have the ability to do it because Paul describes Christ as the wisdom and the power of God, the wisdom and the power of God. Oh, if Christians would believe in Christ, what does that mean? Oh, I do. I accepted him into my heart and he jumped in when I was 13, but he might jump out if I backslide. Come on guys. I'm so tired of that. That's just nonsense. It doesn't make any sense to anybody. That's rational in my opinion. It's a wrong interpretation. It's Christ in you, inseparable. Nothing can separate you from him, from the foundation of the world. All right. So if you don't have that, why not? Maybe because they're not teaching. They're teaching about something versus being one with it. All right. Where do I get this? Assurance. Can you give that single mom assurance? This is the confidence. If you go look at it. All the prayer verses are 100% confidence, guys. From pas, which means all every, all outspokenness, meaning frankness, bluntness, publicity. Publicity by implication, assurance. So let me read it like this, how it says in the King James. This is the assurance that we have before him. Where's him? Where is he? He's in you. (laughs) Where's the potter's house? Where's the tabernacle? Christ in you. So this is the assurance that you have when you're in that holiest of holies, face to face with God. When you image, I'm not trying to make it happen, guys. I know that that is the the literal power of God bringing it to pass with no effort of my own. This is the assurance that we have before him between these two halves. If we ask anything according to his will, I'm leaving the comma out right here because this is where people miss it. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Well, do you hear yourself? If If you have a thought, you talk to yourself all day. Yeah, I heard myself. Well, then he heard you because he, you, and he are one. Don't make this any harder. And if we know he hears us in whatever we ask, we know we already possess what we've asked of him. How about that, guys? So this is how simple it is. We'll finish with this. I don't care what it is. You can take your eyes off the physical, guys, and go face-to-face with him. This is the assurance we have with him, Christ in us, between these two cherubs. 
those cherubs can take anything that we imagine and bring it into physical reality. There's no limits if you go look at all the prayer verses. So it really doesn't matter what it is, whether it's joy, whether it's relationships, whether it's money. Can you simply picture what you would want versus what you do or have? And with no more effort of your own, when you see it, just know that that is Christ in me. The karab takes anything in the spiritual. Well, all things are possible. So everything that could be possible is already available. I've given you everything that, that pertains to life and godliness. I've blessed you with every spiritual blessing. Every promise is yes and amen. In him, where are we? We're in him and he's in us. Right here. So when we simply image it, you can take your eyes off. Whether it's money, whether it's relationships, whether it's health, picture what you do want. Go through it. it see yourself doing it for a few minutes. Actually performing the action in your mind as if it's already real. And the peace will come. It'll just become real to you. It won't be this. You don't have to like jump out of your skin or try to have enough faith or anything else. It really is just teaching scripture correctly. That when I image it, that literally is God doing all the work. It's Christ in me doing all the work. Where When I image it, it literally starts to bring it into physical reality. So you can take a pen out, guys. You can start designing the most magnificent life you want. This is the financial life I have. This is the relationship I have. This is the health I have. And you actually create a picture of yourself already living it. And it comes to pass. Hope that helps. God bless you guys.